You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. I'm just, I, it's baffling to me that this young man is unable. Look, I understand how tough this, this New England defense is. Okay, it's very good. It's tough. It's tough. But when you can't hit open guys, I mean, open guys, and throwing the ball high, can't you understand with the wind, there's variables, you have to make adjustments. You got to make the adjustment. I mean, this is, this is, uh, if you're a Jet fan today, you are frustrated beyond anything. You just are. You have to be. You have to be. You have to be just unbelievably frustrated. And I'm with you, my friends. I am with you. Believe me, I am with you. 1-800-919-3776. Let's start with Anthony in Harlem. Anthony, start us off on the drive. Hey, Larry. I love hearing you on the radio, man. And you you call it like it is, which I respect. So so here's what I see, man. And I'm very concerned. Okay, I've been concerned. This kid Mm -hmm. struggles with accuracy. And that's the most important thing you need to be a quarterback in the league. All you got to do is look at the guy on New England who looks like the beer league quarterback in like a flag football league who doesn't have a good arm, who's not shaped, but he's accurate. And when I, I've always said he's not accurate, and that troubles me a little bit. But what happened today, okay, when I hear Justin Hardy, who's a special teams captain, was on the field for 12 plays, say, put the loss on me, on the verge mm-hmm. of tears. And then I hear the quarterback go up there in front of the media and say, hey, guys, I don't know if you know, it was windy today. Mm-hmm. Give me a break, bro. You're right. You're right, Anthony. Thanks for the phone call. You are a leader on this team. Where is the accountability? Where is I got to be better? You know what? I'll say this. It almost became comical. Every Monday on the Michael K Show, 3 to 7, congratulations, guys, on your 20th anniversary on Friday, hearing Sam Darnold say, I got to be better. It's, up, it's, it's on me. I need to get better. I got to improve. I got to make those plays. It was almost comical to hear him say that over and over and over and over and over again. But you know what? At least it took accountability. At least he was saying it was my fault. You've got receivers looking back at the quarterback like, yo, what's up? What are you doing? Where are you throwing the ball? And you're going to tell us about the win? It's unacceptable. Mitch is in Jersey. What's up, Mitch? How's it going, Larry? Thanks for taking the call. You got it, my friend. First of all, one of the Jets, they should make a run at OBJ, Fidel. I know he's pretty much taking almost uh, three-quarters of the season over, but I guess the injury is pretty uh, devastating that he had in the Super Bowl. Um, you think the Jets would uh, pick a quarterback in the mid-rounds next year? Because they certainly don't know how to pick a quarterback when they're picking the top three, top five. You know, you know, Browns, how many times they've had the top pick and they don't get the, they don't get the right quarterback? They bring all these years because Bakersfield's another one you can throw out the window. Yeah. Oh, what do you think? Uh, there's gonna be, I think there'll be a lot of good quarterbacks coming out next year. Mid-rounds, well, too, and that's just the top ten. Well, I'm going to tell you this, Mitch, and thanks for the phone call. It, it, it's a consideration. But but here's the thing. The way your defense is playing right now, I think you need to make a run at a veteran starter. 
Okay, maybe that once again, every quarterback is not meant to walk out of college and start in the National Football League. They all aren't. Everybody's not Robert Griffin III. Everybody's not Oliver Luck. Everybody's not, you know, these these great quarterbacks. Okay, everybody, I mean, Andrew Luck. Oliver was his dad. Everybody's not those fabulous quarterbacks that were great in college and come out and, and do it in the pros. Okay, they're all not. Some guys need more time. Zach Wilson needs more time, ladies and gentlemen. He's not ready. I'm just, it's, it's plain and simple. He's not ready. He's proven to you that he's not ready. When a National Football League quarterback constantly, because nobody's perfect, but constantly misses open receivers, he's not ready to play in the NFL. I'm just telling you he's not. That's unacceptable. In the flat, you got to hit those guys. You have to. Because if you can't hit those open passes, why would I move off the line of scrimmage to let your run game get going? Because now, if, and, and on the other side of that, since we can't run the ball, do I need to bring in another offensive? Do they have another offensive lineman? I know they had some more injuries. Was there another offensive lineman? I was ready for them to go with six old linemen and let's pound it down the, down the wind and stroke because we can't throw the football. So that's what they, they should have done. If I were the Jets, that's what I would have done. Give me another offensive lineman. Doggone it, we're running this football because this boy, this guy can't throw. He can't throw. Ira's in Staten Island. What's up, Ira? Hey, hey Larry, how are you? You're know, just some very frustrated driving home. And I, I tell you the truth, talk about not being able to hit a receiver. I, I think Hackenberg looked better in practice sometimes than Zach Wilson did today. I mean, Ira, I, Ira, was- Ira, he wasn't that bad. <laughs> uh, he's right there. He's right there he's in close. the conversation. He, he was close, close, Ira. He was close, but he he's wasn't close. that bad. <laughs> but you know, you know, you know what's the best. I'm, yeah, I'm glad I'm getting you to laugh. I'm laughing too. I shouldn't be, but I am. You know, it, it's amazing. It's gut wrenching uh, loss today. To me, I just hope this doesn't turn into Dan Marino spike game part two, because I, I want to see how this team is going to react. Uh, coming off a, a mental loss like they did today. That yeah. defense was outstanding today. Really and was. you know what? The flow didn't have – no, man, you mentioned it. He was totally lost. He knew – listen, you, you could have talked to my grandson. He knew what the Jets had to do today. You, you, you knew you weren't able to run the ball against Belichick. You had to give them different looks. And it was the same stupid plays, time in and time out. And I understand he missing the open receivers. I get all of that. At the end of the day, you know what the sad part about this is, Larry? This is a really good football team that Douglas and Salah has put together, and they don't have a quarterback. And yeah. that's the problem. And, and it probably won't be resolved until next year. You're right, Ira. Thanks for the phone call. Safe trip home because that's what's holding you back right now. There's no question. And like I said, he might be good one day. He might improve. I mean, he's he, you're not giving up on him. Okay, you're not saying he can't. He just he just can't do it. He won't be able to do it. I'm just saying to you, with the way your defense is playing, you have a playoff, deep playoff run defense right now. That's what you've got. They pressure the quarterback. They get to the quarterback. And they get to the quarterback without blitzing. They do a decent job running the against the run. They can do better, but they do a decent job against the run. 
But what they did today, they gave up three points. Three. You've got to be able to do all they all the Jets needed was another field goal and you win six three. I didn't this wasn't a shootout. You didn't even need them to go uh, you, you didn't need them to march up and down the field. I didn't need, you didn't need, if you're a Jet fan, you didn't need 20 points. You didn't need 21 points. You didn't need 28 points. You needed another field goal. And the offense couldn't get field goal range. They couldn't get to midfield in the second half. They couldn't advance the ball. Consecutive three and outs on five consecutive possessions. That's where you lost the game. More of The Drive next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. It's The Drive on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Quickly, some games, some 4 o'clock games, give you some scores. Vegas and Denver tied at 13 with a little over four minutes left to go in the game. Dallas rolling over Minnesota, 37-3. Third quarter, and uh, Cincinnati with a 24-23 lead over Pittsburgh as they are just under, a little over two minutes to go in the third quarter. Buddha's in the Bronx. Buddha, you're next on 98.7. <laughs> My brother, you know, Johnny Mitchell once coined a phrase uh, that I would throw in the air, and it's called, uh, it ain't no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Only two things worse than the Jets' offensive performance today were the way Rob Sala was wearing that scully. Homie, this is New York City. You can't wear that hat like that. And then second, whoo, I mean, Zach Wilson has been designated with the unbenchable status. I'd love to be a Mike Whitehead. I mean, he's like Susan Powder. Stop the insanity. You know, man, you know, and, 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 and it pains me. To be right, I would love if I was wrong, but I just got to go back, bro. You remember that Saturday, mm-hmm. right after the draft, you hosted that show. Yep. I said, the Jets are going to rule the day that they drafted Zach Wilson over Justin Fields. There was an uproar. The calls came in. Either get on board or get off. I'm not going to drop any names. Uh, I don't care about Fields. I don't care about Lawrence. You know, Zach Wilson is the guy I wanted. How you like me now, as Kumo D once said. I mean, please. Stevie Wonder called me on draft day, and he said, Yo, Buddha, why did they draft Zach Wilson at number two? I said, Stevie, I can't call it. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, come on, stop it. Enough is enough. You had that guy last uh, two weeks ago when you were going on. You know, a guy called about the Islanders, and, you know, then – the guy called in and said he was so happy that y'all set the Islander guy straight, then went on this four-minute diatribe about everything that I said about Wilson with that passive-aggressive nonsense. You know, listen, man, I'm going to be real. I'm going to keep it real with you. You know, this is not something that's unexpected. This is not something that's unforeseen. But you have to. When you're in the midst of any mistake, sometimes you buy a used car. It's not good. Sometimes you take a job. It's not a good situation. The worst thing in the world you could do is keep trying to invest in something that's not good and doesn't work. I spoke to you four weeks ago. I said, you watch Garrett Wilson. It's going to happen. He's going to get upset. 
You saw it today. Elijah Moore, he's the worst thing in the world since sliced bread was uh, molded. He was open today. Denzel Mims, the man was on the witness protection program for requesting a trade, for wanting to be on the field and want to play. He, he can't block. He doesn't play special teams. Everybody on the offense was held accountable except for baby boy. And when you do that in this market, in the Northeast football, with somebody with slim shoulders, a little waist, and a pretty face, this is what you get. So I'm not feeling sympathy for the Jets in terms of I feel sympathy for the defense. I feel sympathy for, for fans like myself, other fans who've been – listen, 40 years i put in with this team. There's other people that have been longer than that. You cannot. You can't tell me. You can't sell me. You can't smell me that this was not a bad pick at number two in the first round. In the second round, it might have been a bad pick. And even in the third round, Joe Douglas, you did a great job this year. You made trades. You did everything. But you know what you screwed up? The most important position. So save face, tuck it in, go in there, brush your teeth tomorrow morning, look in the mirror, and you say to the coaching staff, which I know that they want to do, but they can't do because there's been a mandate. If he comes out next week and plays the same way like this in the first half, it's time for Mikey Wizard. I'm sorry, and I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it tomorrow. I don't want to hear it from anybody else. You can't bench him. What the hell you can't bench him for? For what reason? For torture? Give me a break. I'll talk to you later, my brother. All right, Blue. Thanks for the phone call. Spike's in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? First of all, have a happy Thanksgiving. I feel really bad for Ira and Buddha. Uh, Buddha has been telling me this, and and I texted him right after the game. I really feel bad for him. This guy is not an NFL quarterback. It was, I don't know why he didn't pull him today. I know the conditions were rough, but open receivers, how are they going to play with this guy? Sometimes you just blow the draft, and I'm certainly familiar in my favorite sport with bad <laughs> draft picks. Larry, this was almost unwatchable. I mean, what did they get, two yards in the second half? Maybe. Yeah, you got to pull the guy. You got to let him sit and watch him, like Buddha said, put Mike White in. But for the diehard Jet fans like Ira and Buddha, this is unwatchable football. And I really feel bad for the defense because, you know, after a while, when you bust your ass playing defense and nothing happens, what's going to happen? Well, that's how, that's how your teams get divided, Spike. There's no question about it. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. That, that, that's, how, that's, how you, that's how your locker room gets, gets you know, screwed up. Because the backup quarterback is always the most, you know, the most lovable guy there. He's the most popular guy. And especially in a scenario like this. So there's one of two things, okay? Either, because remember, they made this big production about moving Mike White up to see, well, let's prep him up. Let's see if situation arrives, you know, and under, and they made it clear. I mean, I give Salah credit. He made it clear, like, if it's an injury, which we hope, we hope we never see him. But if there's an injury, we want him to be the number two guy. So they moved him up. That means he's gotten more snaps. That means he's getting a, a look at the offense. That means he's getting prepared. That means he knows what the offense is and what the routes and all the plays. And he's getting reps during the week. 
scout team reps, regular reps. He's getting reps during the week. He is familiar with what's going on with this offense. In a situation like today, hypothetically, and I know that Sal is not going to tell you why I thought about it, but we didn't. He's going to say, no, 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 I get it. But for it to not even cross your mind says either we're just riding with Zach Wilson and that's the way it is, eyes closed, and coaches, you got to do a better job with him. It's on you. Or Mike White's not that good. Mike White's not that good. It's one of the two. I hope we don't have to find out that it's the latter. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, man, that was, uh, that was uh, Mike Tannenbaum on NFL primetime, letting people know what he thought about Zach Wilson. So, you know, once again, here's the thing. You didn't want him to get to the calls in a second. You didn't want him to turn the football over. He almost did a couple times, but he did not turn the football over. Did not turn it over. Okay? But he didn't, but he didn't do anything to keep the offense going. Okay? He didn't. He didn't. Devontae Adams with a touchdown from Carr. So Vegas beats Denver 22-16 in overtime. Richardson, Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi, Larry. Larry, second yes. half. I agree with you. Why didn't they go up-tempo, no huddle, something? something. And he's something. a small guy. Why doesn't he run with the ball, run pass option, something? You know, when he stands there in the, back, in the, uh, in the pocket, he looks like Johnny Manziel to me. That's why he's throwing sidearm. He doesn't stand tall in the pocket. He doesn't have any footwork in the park in the pocket. But that's okay. You got to find a reason or a way to use him for his strength. To me, he should be rolling out and run pass option. He does, he can run. Why not? That's Salah's fault. Second half, they made no adjustments. But the defense played great. I don't know why the Jet fans are so frustrated. He'll play better if this is the worst he plays. He'll play better than this. And you know, I don't, I don't agree with these guys that jump ship right away. Oh, we should have drafted that. Give him a little more time at least. It was, today was bad. It was almost unwatchable on offense. This guy looks small to me, Larry. This guy looks like Johnny Mantell. He looks six feet back there. He does not look like a six foot two quarterback. He has no presence. He doesn't stand tall. He, I mean, but that's okay if you use him, you know, on rollouts. And why doesn't he run with the ball second half? Why didn't they go uh, no huddle like you said? Change something. Not the same old thing. I mean, that's the coach's fault. That's not his fault. The coach should be able to find what he can do with that guy. Bill Parcells did. He, he made a winner out of a Ray Lucas. Yeah. Ray Lucas was undrafted, and Ray Lucas won NFL games. Yeah, so you're right, Richard. It can be done, Larry. It could be done. Listen, Larry, always a pleasure, and All I right, love your Richard. take on everything. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate it. Thanks for the phone call. Now, once again, for the running, they did put a spy on it, and so he was able to pick that up, so that kept him from running. But once again, change the change the up tempo. Do some different things. Do do some things that that you know can keep a certain defense on the field that you like. You know a certain scheme that you like. Do something else. For me, once again, you had two weeks to prepare for this team, and you and you lost to them before. You knew what they were going to do. You had to come up with something half different. Okay, coming off the bye, you didn't bring anything to the table. 
you let they took everything away that you had planned? Everything? Everything. There was nothing you could go nothing else you could turn to. Because they took everything that they that you had planned, they they had an answer for. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And you know what? I, I don't know. I don't know this for a fact. But he gets a lot of passes knocked down at the line of scrimmage. I wonder if that makes him adjust what he does. A lot of pay got pass knocked down, open and drive the line of scrimmage today. You know. Um, and once again, Richard, listen, he may get better. He should get better. I hope for Jet fans he gets better. Okay, I really do. But this is another bad performance against a division rival in the in the spot where if you win a game, you're in first place. Okay, I don't know. You don't know how to, and, and there's more games, and it doesn't mean that you were going to stay in first place the rest of the year. It doesn't mean you're going to go undefeated, and it still doesn't mean that you still can't win the division by playing well over these next seven games. I get it. But these are games that you have an opportunity to win. It was 3-3. Three, three. I'm not, I didn't need a couple of touchdowns. You only needed one field goal to win the game today. One field goal. That's it. That's all you needed. And you couldn't get it. The offense couldn't move. The head coach said, I had no, <laughs> I had no, no impression, no confidence that the offense was going to move in the second half. None. That's unbelievable. Mike's in Miami. What's up, Mike? Yeah, Larry. Uh, do you put any fault on the, uh, on Sala? Because, uh, don't you think you should have told that punter under no circumstances do you kick the ball to this rocket, this kid that smoked the whole field? Why would you risk the whole game and kick it to him when you could have kicked it in the middle of the field or, or kicked it out of bounds? And the other thing I want to say, uh, and I'll hang up, I think the, this coach it was so outclassed today that it wasn't even funny. When the uh, field goal kicker uh, missed uh, two field goals for the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. He was sitting there laughing on the sideline like a, a teenager would do. He just, uh, he, I don't know if he's a good coach. What do you think about that? And I, and I want to thank you. I like your show. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for checking in. Robert Sala is one of the things that endeared him in San Francisco when he was a defensive coordinator and some of the other places he's been, he's a rah-rah guy for his defense. And he was really not laughing, once again, I don't think, he was laughing at, at Foles missing. He was really exhorting his defense for the fact that they moved them back into field goal position and put them with the win conditions that made it tougher for Nick Falk. Mike, Nick Falk doesn't miss against the Jets. These are the first two misses of field goals that he's had against the Jets since he left. He has he has made them pay a lot. So I don't know that he was laughing. I think he was really exhorting his defense and celebrating with the job that they were able to do. Similarly, considering how uh, man punted today, I'm going to say that you're right. If that was the, the that was the mistake, yes, they should have told him not to punt. To that guy, no question about it. I don't know, though, consider maybe the win had something to do with it because he had done a decent job punting most of the day, maybe one or two bad ones, but he punted 10, 11 times. So, I mean, you know, I, I, 
I can't kill him. But here's the thing, Mike. That get, that's what happened as the main reason they lost the game, but that's not the reason why they lost the game. The offense lost the game for the Jets. Their inability to move, their inability to change positions, their inability to flip the field. When the defense sacked and sacked, that's six sacks again. Plays that they stopped running backs. Okay, you should have been able to flip the field. They kept pinning you back, and you were unable to flip it back. They couldn't move. Mike, they had five consecutive three and outs in the second half. Five three and outs, five straight. Two yards passing. I can't kill man. <laughs> it was a bad play. It happened. Okay? And even with the clock management, they should have run out the clock. They should have been, okay, We they, they finished with the ball, and then they get – you know, we finish with the ball in regulation. We take it to overtime, and hopefully we'll get a break. Maybe the defense will get an interception and run it back because it seems like that's the only way they were going to score today is if the defense had to score it for them. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. We'll touch on some basketball. You know, Knicks lose another one on the road. Nets in action tonight. Kyrie Irving back on the floor. So we'll see if that can uh, get the Nets rolling. All right, but right now we're focusing on football. Let's head back to the phones. Andy's in Philly. Andy, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, good to talk to you again. Hey, Andy, what's up? Um, listen, uh, uh, I hated the Zach Wilson selection. I've been against him, but I find myself defending him a lot this year, which is, you know, uh, why did they drag Zach Wilson? There were two things they really liked about him, right? One was his arm, and what was the other thing? His mobility. Exactly. So why, why in a game where there's, you know, you've got third and fourth string linemen, there's really no pocket. Are they, was there not one design rush or one rollout? Why was he never rolled out? Why was there not any rushes? And every quarterback in the league now is, is, is rushes the ball five to seven times. Even the guys that are not mobile, it's part of the offense. I don't understand why they don't how they could sit there. You had uh, Lafleur had twenty series, you know, where he just kept failing and failing and failing, and it's just like roll him out of the pocket. Well, there's a couple of things, Andy, and thanks for the phone call. First of all, he did have some success running the football early. But once again, as Bill Belichick does, and that's why he's one of the great coaches, he made some adjustments, and he put a spy onto Zach Wilson. So there was a person in the back, in the secondary, that his job was to, wherever Wilson went, if he was to take off, you go after him. And so they took that away from him. But I will say to you that I thought, and once again, I, I will say this. There were times where I know you want to run the football, okay? And you see that you're trying to run the football and it's not working. So you can't run it the same way by handing it off to the receiver. Put the, put, put the running back in motion. You know, do some short passes, some screen passes. He didn't have time, Wilson, to sit back there and wait for long routes. Now, listen, he missed the short ones. <laughs> he missed guys that were wide open. And that's why one of the callers said earlier that we should get Odell Beckham Jr. Well, who's throwing it to him? And the last thing you need 
is a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. First of all, he, the Jets aren't close enough to a Super Bowl. He's going to go somewhere where he's going to get a ring, like he did last year with the Rams. Okay, but even let's say hypothetically he's, he was thinking about coming here, hypothetically. I mean, you want him complaining about not getting the football? You want him complaining about running up and down the field and the quarterback can't do anything? No, you don't want that either. So it, it's about adjustments, Andy. It's about adjustments. And offensively, the Jets, I'm sure there were some other things they could have tried. And when they go back and look at the, you know, and look at the, the, the video, they'll tell you, well, this is what we didn't do and that's what we didn't do and this is what we didn't do. And they'll give you a list of things that would have gotten them and would have made them better and given them a chance to win this game today. But in the moment, it just seemed like they did the same things over and over again. Run it up the middle. Well, that didn't work. Why are we still running it up the middle? Try to get to the tight ends. Well, you notice the tight ends didn't have a lot to do today because they were taken away by Belichick. Once again, you knew he was going to take what you do best away. You knew. He's no secret. You know what you do best. He knows what you do best. You're not going to do that against him unless you camouflage it or dissect it or do something different. And listen, once again, it's just me. I'm, I'm just, just a novice looking at it. But how come this team doesn't do hurry up? How, how come you've got these different guys on the field? How come you don't do an do up-tempo to try to just change the momentum, to change the tone, to do something? I don't know if it would have worked or not. I don't know. But it was never tried. That's my frustration with them. They never tried to do anything different. Mr. Bay's in Brooklyn. What's up, Mr. Bay? My frustration. This is what happens when you don't draft Justin Fields behind Trevor Lawrence. And you, and you draft a guy like this. And put Justin Fields on this team right now and the Jets are a playoff team. Bottom line. Well, I'll say this, Mr. And Bay, he, and thanks for the phone call. I'll say this. Um, to be honest, in the first year, none of these quarterbacks look <laughs> very good. Mac Jones at least made the postseason, but he's playing with Belichick. I mean, none of them look good. Justin Fields is starting to go into his own. You're starting to see him, you know, because of his ability to run and move with the football. He's a little taller, taller quarterback than what Zach Wilson is. So he's a slightly more athletic. And I don't, I don't know if it's, Zach Wilson may have a better arm. But it's just, it's, it's, for me, it's the decision-making that is so frustrating for me. It's the decision-making. Cowboys now 40-3 to over the Vikings. It's a big win for the Cowboys after their loss last week. Uh, also, um, Vegas, Vegas and Denver tied at 16, late fourth quarter, about 16 seconds left there. And the Bengals over the Steelers 27-23, 11-35 to go in the fourth quarter. Head back to the phones. Mark is in Jersey. What's up, Mark? What's going on, Brother Larry? I'm doing good, man. What's happening? Oh, uh, now you know I'm about to lose it, but I'm not going to lose it, lose it. But anyway. Is the window closed? That's all I want to know. Is the window closed? The windows are, there's a little crack because you know it's it's cold and you need that okay. outside air just a little bit. Okay. Um, not enough for me to jump. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Larry, just check it. I agree with Buddha 1,000%. And, now that I said that, thanks, Brother Buddha. Um, okay, I want to hit you with some numbers, okay? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, the first one being, I remember when I called you about Sam Darnold, and I said to you, Larry, this guy, I called him a bum donkey. I said, this bum donkey threw for four yards of offense in the second half, and I never, ever, ever seen it before. I told you that out of my mouth. I said four yards, Larry, four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Can't say that anymore. I got to take that one away because <laughs> Zach Williams threw, Zach Wilson threw for two yards. Two. Yeah, that's right. Amazing. How about that for numbers? And I got one more number that I want to throw out because I'm not frustrated with Zach. See, honestly, I'm not. Because mm-hmm. I know that he's not an NFL quarterback. He can't throw. He can throw hard. Well, hell, just George could throw harder than anybody I ever saw. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot yeah. of people who never heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's the second number I got and why I'm frustrated. And I'm frustrated probably along the same lines as Buddha, but this is my own personal frustration here. Now, everybody with eyes, and especially Jet fan, green eyes, see that this dude, he's just not. Everybody except Salah. And. And and this dude, he don't know how to read defenses. He wants to run around because he's afraid. All you got to do is look when the camera shows him. He looks like he's he's done like he's about to fight Mike Tyson when after they played Public Enemy, and the fight didn't start yet. He has that look every time they show him. And lastly, Larry, Mike Greenberg, who's also a humongous Jets fan, mm-hmm. when that, when the game was over, Mike tweeted out. He said. Judging from all my texts, Jet fans, family, and friends, today was the day Zach Wilson officially lost the fan base. Now, this was when the game finished. I seen this tweet. And there were 1,800 people that tweeted in that they liked that. There was 100 retweets. I went to sleep after the game because my after kicked in and I was able to sleep a little bit. And I just got up to your show, and now, and still climbing, 4,500, no, 4,832 Jet fans, family, and friends that think Zach Williams is toast from then. So that's 3,000 people since then, and it's been retweeted 425 times. So either Salah knows something that Thousands and thousands and thousands of people who watch this team and love this team can see what our playing eyes. How about their three receivers, for that matter? And he's like, at the press conference, no, no, Zach's my quarterback. Um, you know, just take receipts, you'll see. Zach, he just had a bad day. Larry, this dude don't get it. 5,000 people can't be wrong in an hour and a half. I'm sorry. Well, I'll say this, Mark, and thanks for the phone call. Sometimes it's not the head coach's decision on some personnel issues. I don't know that Salah has the ability to say, okay, that's it, we're done with him. I don't know. We'll find out. Because next week, if this offense can't move against Chicago and they're struggling like this, we will find out how safe Zach Wilson really is. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN.